Well, this is a pleasure for me because I have heard you guys tell stories about each other mm-hmm. on several occasions, <laughs> but I don't know if I've ever had you on the air at the same time. I, did, I just may just sit back and listen here for a few minutes. <laughs> I've, I've... We, we, never, we never get the story straight anyway. He's got one view and I have another one. That's the way we coached and played when he was with uh when we're both with the Blazers anyway. Well, it's true. And I've told this many, many times as uh, when we talk about offensive hockey players and how they can adapt to different types of coaches. And I said, when I played for Hitch, Hitch had a rule for me in junior. He said that when I had the puck, I could do what I want. When I didn't have the puck, I did what he want. And I always said that seemed that was the fairest thing I've ever been told as a hockey player because it allowed me to be offensive, allowed me to do what I did best, but it also held me accountable that if I didn't do what he was wanted defensively, then I didn't get the ice time. So uh, that was the, the years I had in Campbell under Hitch were the most fun years I've ever had playing hockey, both on and off the ice. Hitch was uh, my favorite coach, and I know that Hitch will honestly say that I was, I was by far his favorite player he ever had. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? With uh, Reed, with Rob, Rob taught me more about coaching later on because I... I ended up with Mike Medano, Sergei Zuboff, uh, Peter Forsberg, and the stuff that Rob and I, the negotiation that Rob and I made way back in junior really helped me in dealing with those guys, and those rules never changed for me. I, I, I think coaches, sometimes we overcoach skill, and that rule never changed with me. You've got to do what you want to do with the puck, and you've got to be good with it, but when you don't have it, there's only one set of rules, and and when watching Rob buy into that really helped me in dealing, especially with Mike Medano uh, when I went into Dallas there, it really helped me with Mike. What, what have you noticed, Hitch, from, from the years when you started first in junior and then, uh, you know, early in your career when you were assistant coach in Philadelphia and all that, to at the end of your career when you finished here in Chicago, well, the end of your career so far here in, in Edmonton, the difference between players? You know what, Rob, the big thing for me now is that you've got to get to the end game before you get to the start. So the example for that being that you, you have to tell the player very early in the conversation what's in it for him and where the end game is before you can expect any type of buy-in. Before it was, hey, let's, we're doing it this way, this is non-negotiable, the coach was the boss, and now it's a partnership, or in some cases it's a negotiation. And you... The player has to know now, this generational player that's up now, has to know exactly where the end game is, and you've got to be able to explain that. And there's a lot of coaches in our business who get offended with having to explain themselves that way, and they end up having short careers because of it. And that's the one thing I figured out very early in, in dealing with players of this generation is that you better tell them where it's going to take them uh, before you tell them what you want. And uh, and I think you're seeing coaches that do that in the NHL right now. There's a great buy-in, and the ones that don't, they're going to they're gonna struggle throughout their coaching career. So one of the greatest things that I found, Reid, with Hitch as a coach was the way he could separate game and away from game. When Hitch was, uh, you you could hear Hitch when we're in the press box last year. When Hitch is on the bench, he's a loud man, he's a demanding man in the dressing room. But when you got away from the rink, it was completely different. There was one year in Kamloops, Hitch took, what was it, about 16 of us drove in two vans down to California at the end of the season. He decided he was going to take a bunch of junior players, the Kamloops Blazers, we were going to drive to California. 
and it was funny. We got to the border the one time, and they opened up the back. The border patrol guys opened up the back of one of the vans. Obviously, not the one Hitch was driving. And all these empty bottles fell out right in the feet of all the the border dudes. That was a fun trip, Hitch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just horrible. <laughs> I've never been on the bed more nervous in my night, my life every night. But those are things you can't do anymore. And um, you know, the rules have changed now, and it's it's. Uh, it's a different game now for us as coaches and you know the balance between being a friend and being a coach the line was always blurred uh early in my career especially in junior and you know a lot of my best friends now are the guys who played junior hockey for me in Cambridge and it's it's a great feeling hitch i i mean we're we're talking a lot about where the Oilers might go this season, and, and you just had a great exp- explanation about relationships with players. I mean, you had three quarters of a season with the Oilers. Um, Leon Dreisaitl was was fourth in league scoring. He's hopped out of the gate this year. Uh, you know, I know you're you're very obviously uh, deferential to Tip being on the bench, but I'm just curious about your relationship with with Leon and where you maybe you think you might have helped him take his game last season and, and I don't know if you if you know how good he can get but I think there's still a feeling that the dry cycle still has he still can become an even better player than he showed last year well Reed I you know I'm really close with a lot of those players especially the younger core there I'm really happy for their start I I, I really love the team spirit and Tip's done a great job. The coaching staff's done a great job in building a lot of the spirit that was even there last year. You know, we, we pushed hard, you know, right up until the end. Uh, you know, we had we, the cleft bomb injury. Hopefully, doesn't doesn't uh, look like the Larson injury that it's going to hold it back. But it hurt us a lot. But I was really proud of what Leon and Connor accomplished last year from 200 foot game and. I think that's what's going to make those guys more dynamic than they've ever been. I think these both players have a, a chance, and, and to be on the same team and be able to do this, they both have a chance to be, if not the best, some of the best 200-foot players in the league. And you're already seeing it. They can dominate in both zones. They, they, they need one step offensively, and they're already in full flight. Um, they're really playing well. Tip's got him really playing well in the supportive role down low in the in the D zone and helping the defensemen. And most important, that young core group, they're fed up. The nurses, the, the Cleft Bombs, the Larsons, the Dreisaitl's, the McDavid's, they're fed up and uh, they, they want a piece of the pie. And uh, I think this is the best opportunity because other than Vegas, it's wide open in the Pacific and I, I love their spirit right now, and I, I love their energy, and uh, I, I, th- I think this is a team that can really do some damage. If there's one thing that the Oilers need to show mass improvement on from last year to get them over the hump, what would it be? Um, I would say game management. You know, it was a really, we had a, a lot of youthful energy, uh, but there were highs and lows in the game. Uh, where we were either overwhelming teams or being overwhelmed ourselves. I would say game management. You look at a team like St. Louis, and and that's a you know that's a core group that I know really well. But 
they know they're going to get everybody's big push at the, in the first period, and they got it again last night from Toronto. But they just keep plowing away and wear you down. Their game management is excellent, and you get no chance to breathe against them. You finish a special teams, you're all of a sudden stuck in your own end for a minute and a half. That's where I think the orders can really grow. If we can grow our game management where we're more consistent, there's fewer emotional ups and downs in the period, I think we can collect a lot of points this year. Yeah, well said for sure. Ken Hitchcock joining us on the Faceoff Show. Oilers and Islanders coming up at five o'clock. Five o'clock. Ken, uh, Dave's drive is underway. It goes until October twenty-first. It's in support of Sports Central. Uh, people, and they can do this year-round, of course. But this is this is a reminder. They can donate that gently used sporting equipment to Sports Central. You can donate cash. The Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation is going to match every dollar up to twenty-five thousand dollars donated up until the twenty-first. And, and, I mean, you have a long-standing relationship with Sports Central, and you probably coached guys uh, at, at some point who maybe wouldn't have had the careers they had or enjoyed the sport to the extent that they did if not for some help uh, along the way to keep them involved. You know what, Reed? Dave's drive and Sports Central is really important in the city. I, I can tell you that right now because I've, I've been – and fitted equipment there. I've been there when kids are getting fitted. We need this equipment badly so that we can outfit hundreds more kids. We need more kids playing hockey. We need more kids involved. It's the best It's the best team-building sport around, and it's the best avenue to go through it. But we can't do it if we don't get the equipment because people can't afford to get started. Once we Once they get started, we can keep them going. But we need this equipment badly, and that's why this drive and this time of year is so important because we can turn around and, and, and outfit over 500 kids if we keep this thing going, and, and that's going to really make uh, an important contribution in our community. So, you know, I know I'm, I'm asking people to, to just go downstairs and don't, don't let us sit in the corner. Get it out and... and uh, and, and, and bring it to Sports Central and the drop-off locations because we need this stuff. Ken, well said. It's always great to catch up with you. Glad you're doing well. Enjoy watching the game tonight, man. Appreciate it. I sure will. See you.